Bella Harger, Shaw Jerry Adams, Arish, August Morris Gra, Tasula Gumsa, Gwil Shevsha, Gumoy. Hope you're not letting the uh, rain bother you too much and that uh, you're going to enjoy the hurling and commiserations to the Irish women's soccer team. And well done for all that you have achieved and will yet achieve. And also to Antrim's Liddy footballers in their endeavours. So I want to I want to pay also a tribute to Neil O'Dowd. Neil's the founder of the Irish American newspaper, The Irish Voice. And he has just announced that it's to close after thirty six years. Now, the Irish Voice is New York based and it and the Irish Echo were the principal source of news for decades for Irish Americans and new Irish immigrants moving to the USA. And now the Irish Voice is gone. But a far-sighted Neil died realised some years ago the direction of travel for newspapers competing against the huge growth in online media services and he founded the online Irish Central. And today, IrishCentral.com gets over 2 million visitors monthly. I first met Neil in Belfast in 1983. He was interviewing me for an Irish newspaper in San Francisco, which he was editing. And I had just been elected as the MP for West Belfast. And he was interested in political developments in the aftermath of the 1981 hunger strikes. Sinn Féin had won five seats to the Northern Assembly in 1982 and received over 100,000 votes in the June 1983 Westminster general election. And I had only recently been been on ban from travelling to Britain, although it was reimposed some years later. And Section 31 in the South, that Censorship Act, which prevented Sinn Féin representatives from appearing on radio or television, was deeply embedded in the political and media establishment. And it still is, in some quarters, particularly in the old guard at RTE. Later, when Sinn Féin established our peace strategy in my meetings with John Hume became public, Neil was among the first to recognise their significance. He played a central role in creating the opportunity for presidential hopeful Bill Clinton to state publicly his support for a visa for me and for a special envoy to be appointed, and he was key to the engagement with the group of Irish Americans, what we call the Connolly House Group, who helped create the conditions for the IRA cessation in 1994. A measure of the importance of the role of Neil O'Dowd and the Connolly House Group was recalled later by Conor O'Cleary, the Irish Times journalist based at that time in the USA. And he provides a sense of the secret machinations that were part of the process. Connor writes, One foggy summer evening in Dublin, around the middle of August 1994, a man stood waiting outside the Irish Independent Office in Middle Abbey Street. Out of the mist, an attractive woman appeared and approached him. She asked, Do you think Dublin will win on Sunday? 
Recognising the code words, he handed her a document and they both walked off in different directions. The woman was from Sinn Féin and the document she was given was one drafted by Neil O'Dowd in the aftermath of toing and froing to Ireland and back and in collaboration with his colleagues. And in the document, the Irish-American peacemakers committed themselves to a campaign to achieve, to achieve certain goals if an unarmed strategy was pursued by Republicans. The list of attainable goals included unrestricted access to the USA for Jerry Adams and other Sinn Féin members, party of treatment with other Northern Ireland leaders in Washington, the opening of an office in Washington, US government support for the peace process with the aim of getting Washington to act as a guarantor of any agreements, and the promotion of Irish-American business and investment in the north of Ireland. So that's how Connor gives us an insight into what was happening from the Irish-American perspective. And as part of the follow-up, the Irish-American group returned to Ireland in August, on August the 25th actually, and they included Neil himself, Bruce Morrison, Bill Flynn, Chuck Feeney, Joe Jamison and Bill Lanahan. And they played a crucial role in creating the right atmosphere for the IRA cessation that was announced on August the 31st, 1994. My personal connection with the Irish Voice began in 1983 when I suggested to Neil that I write a column for the Voice and he promptly agreed. And that became an important means by which the Sinn Féin analysis and political initiatives could be explained to Irish America. The weekly articles included comment on President Mary Robinson's visit to West Belfast and the brouhaha that was created around us shaking hands, the craziness of my 48-hour visa to, the, to, to New York, the IRA cessation itself, the joint meetings with Albert Rounds and John Hume, my regular visits to North America and the visit by President Clinton to Belfast and the many ups and downs of the peace process. The columns and two books that were published from them, An Irish Voice, The Quest for Peace, and An Irish Journal, are a diary of these days. The articles were not all serious. Like this column, they meandered all over the place, but all was trying to provide the reader with an insight into political events of the time. But one thing is clear through it all, and that is the power and solidarity of Irish America, and it's true to this day. Their solidarity with peace in Ireland and with the aim of Irish unity. And Neil O'Dowd made this objective of unity absolutely clear in his first editorial written in November 1987. And he made it clear again in his final editorial. And he recalled that first issue. We stated right away that a united Ireland was the only long-term solution to the failed partition of Ireland in 1922. And our stance has not changed. In fact, there are very few impartial observers who would quibble with the notion that in the intervening 36 years, prospects have never looked brighter than now for Ireland to finally unite. Neil O'Dowd and voice editor Debbie McGoldrick build a crusading paper. We are indeed an activist paper. We don't believe in journalism that uses phrases like, on the one hand, and on the other hand, we have an opinion and we defend it. 
And for almost four decades, that's what the Irish boys did. So Goro Mila Mai Ogov to Neil to Debbie to all of the staff of the Irish Voice for your powerful contribution to Irish America and the USA and to the Irish peace process and to Ireland. And thanks for your support and forbearance through what were often difficult and challenging times. Amor Arav Aharja. See you soon. It's interesting just as we reflect back on her Conflict was ended, though the process to build the peace continues in our country. But in the Palestinian territories, the conflict goes on unabated. And the Israeli government's recent assault in Jenin, the Palestinian refugee camp in the occupied West Bank, it left 12 dead and scores injured, using bombs and Apache helicopters and drones and bulldozers and hundreds of troops. Israel's apartheid regime imposed a reign of terror on the 14,000 people who live in Jenin. More than 3,000 civilians were displaced from their homes. Human rights groups have described the attack as a war crime, with Israeli forces deliberately attacking civilians and medical personnel. The UN Special Rapporteur Francesca Albanese said that the Israeli Actions amounted to egregious violations of international law and standards on the use of force. Shamefully, the international community refuses to challenge Israel in its abhorrent treatment of the Palestinian people. Some are going out of their way to defend Israel. And not surprisingly, the British government is to the fore in this. Recently introduced new legislation, the Economic Activity of Public Bodies Overseas Matters Bill. The stated objective of this legislation is to prevent public bodies from being influenced by political or moral disapproval of foreign states when taking certain economic decisions. In other words, the British government is outlawing, outlawing public bodies, including local authorities, pension funds and universities, from boycotting are refusing to invest in, are disinvesting from A, Israel, B, the occupied Palestinian territories, or C, the occupied Golan Heights. No other state is mentioned in the legislation. Our government, as always, as always on this issue, is not representing the feelings of the people of this small island of ours. So if you want to support the Palestinian people, one way is to endorse the boycott, divestment, sanctions, BDS movement and its work to end the international support for Israel's oppression of Palestinians and to pressure Israel to comply with international law. That's the key to it all, upholding international law. Listening, as I usually do on a Sunday morning, to Sunday with Miriam on RT Radio, after I've really absorbed Sunday miscellany. And I I really enjoyed last Sunday's Miriam, particularly Alton's tunes and Mairead Nimwini's crack. But I was also very taken by the preview of a Every brilliant thing 
which has been staged at the Galway Arts Festival. Theatre director Andrew Flynn gave an insight into this play by Duncan Macmillan. Essentially, it's about a young man who starts at the age of seven to compile a list of those things which make his life worth living. And this is why he's battling with challenges at different stages of his life, including his mother's attempt at suicide. Andrew Flynn then went on to invite all of us to compile our own list of every brilliant thing in our lives. And I think this is a very good idea. So if you agree, make out your own list of 10 brilliant things in your life. And you can also email this list to everybrilliantthinggalway at gmail.com, all lower casings. And you can do this anonymously. So here's my list. And incidentally, when you do this list, you can go on and do another one and another one and another one. So my list, family, friends, good health, peace, nature, books, music, dogs, the Gildom, Fela and Fubble. So, Shin Shin, I want to finish up with a, another little poem. It's from my own little book, Poems for Hard Times. And it's dedicated to Dritla and Garfaisti and Garinyin as far as Shaw Pisa Ascribe me Awada Wadohin. Dritla. A Melbourne. Be me we or Baj or an Ariga. Be me Brunach, Marniro to on. A can shin, Hanik me who, a dousa or bar an ishka, leshen grain, August fee macree sasta arish, a dousa ladrisla or bar an ishka, a Melbourne. My shiv, Gunyuri and Ta Livsha. Enjoy the hurling and uh, tour Ira. Slan August Bonnacht. Shinna will 